Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Attitude Sheets. They're soft as silk, breathable, and linen, but the price of cotton. You're going to absolutely love these things. Right now, you guys can get 20% off their sheet set and free shipping. Just text GHOST to 64000. The only way to get 20% off your sheet set of Attitude Sheets and free shipping is to text GHOST to 64000. That's G-H-O-S-T. 64,000. It's Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online. As we enter into another year of the podcast, I can't thank you enough for listening and hopefully your support. With more options than ever before for podcast listening, supporting this program and becoming an extra podcast person is more important than it ever has been in the past. And I always try and make it worth your while to be a supporter. For only $5 a month as an EPP, an extra podcast person, here's what you get. You get access to our bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, more than 300 in the archive that you get with our best ghost stories. You get a free e-copy of our best-selling book, Real Ghost Stories, Haunting Encounters Told by Real People. You also get the audiobook version of it, as well. In addition to that, you're going to get advanced episodes of our program released to you weeks before they go to the public and they're commercial free. So if you're a big listener of the show, you want to cut the ads out, you want to cut this plea out as well, become an EPP, an extra podcast person at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You're going to get all of that. On top of that, you also get access to our video archive of our episodes of Seeing Ghosts with new episodes coming in 2020. You get advanced ticket sale options when we go and do live shows so you can get seats before everybody else and a whole lot of other extras throughout the year as a supporter of our program for only $5 a month. Please consider supporting the show you guys spending that $5 a month as a whole is what keeps this alive. Without the support, we will not exist. So if you listen, if you've been an EPP in the past, please consider signing back up to be an extra podcast person and help this show survive. We love doing it, but we can only do it with your support. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. And thank you for your support. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, it's 3 a.m. and a dark figure is approaching you as you stand alone in the darkness. What do you do? That's exactly what one person is charged with deciding today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Write it on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you really like the show and you want to keep us on the air which we would greatly appreciate. Become an extra podcast person. That's an EPP in exchange. You'll get a bonus episode every single week sent directly to you uh, on our uh, EPP websites, uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You also get advanced episodes of the show weeks before they go to the public. They're ad-free as well. So lots of little extras there. Binge away. Our archive all there for you too. Uh, and it's all for only five bucks a month. You show your support, and we give you a whole bunch of uh, great stuff 
uh, in exchange. Uh, so there you go. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny believes that Facebook is listening to her conversations, <laughs> which I don't disagree with. I, I actually did a little bit of research on this mm-hmm. while I was going to the bathroom. Oh, earlier. okay. You so know, it was in-depth. S- serious in-depth mm-hmm. research, yes. It's a real ghost stories online investigates you know like <laughs> like the news station you know it's like yeah I real get it. ghost stories <laughs> online on your side um so i uh i googled <laughs> and a lot of people have been saying this mm-hmm. and i know i've heard the the rumblings for years but I, I was just curious like has there ever been anything that's come out that's you know definitively said yes it is you know or no it's not and uh Zuckerberg said in front of Congress, no, that that doesn't happen. Well, that doesn't make it true. I think it's completely bullshit. <laughs> and they they come up from what I was reading, because there's some PR Facebook people that have responded to this question over the years. And the, the PR response that keeps coming back is, well, you know, people input so many things into Facebook about your daily life that we just naturally know what you're likely to be thinking about, and then we can suggest it to you. Now, there's a certain truth to that in certain things, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, a birthday's coming up or something, hey, birthday party, you know, or, or, or things that are somewhat, you know, if you are posting a shitload of stuff about your life on there in great detail, I can see that being a true argument. However, if you're not posting a shitload of stuff about your life on there and not giving it the algorithms to guess at and just throw shit at you that see what sticks. Yeah. There's no reason why some of this shit comes up in your feed no. other than it's listening to you through your mic. Well, and it comes up really close time wise to when you just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned something yesterday when we were driving in the car yeah. and then I forgot about it. Cause everything I have in my mind goes out the window. Yeah, I know. And then once <laughs> Today, I was looking through my Facebook feed and this ad popped up. It's like, oh, yeah, that was the thing I was trying to talk to you about. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't like it has popped up in my feed before and that's how I knew about it. It was something I researched like six months ago. Mm-hmm. But it just happened that yesterday I talked to you about it and then it popped up today. What I find really interesting about that is we couldn't think of the name of this company. Uh-huh. And it's a it's an online snack food uh, grocer. Co- grocer, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't, we were like, what was the name of that? And so we were actively in our conversation using a lot of keywords trying to describe what this company was. Yeah. So we're throwing all these terms out there that would likely, you know, fit what this is. We didn't mm-hmm. ever say the name of the brand because we couldn't think of it. Yeah. So magically this thing pops up that tells me it's it's hearing all the keywords going, oh, boom. Because when you do Facebook advertising, I advertise on Facebook, our show advertises mm-hmm. on Facebook, You there's all different things you can put in for categories of, of advertising. Now, you can't say, like, listen to people's phones as a check that box. Yeah. But it's like people who are interested in X, people who are interested in this or that, and then people who may like uh, this page or that page. And that's how it, you can select your targeting as mm-hmm. like, so we target like every horror movie that I can think of um, and people who are interested in ghosts and just terms like that. Um, so I could see that grocer, you know, people who are interested in this type of food or this type of snack or this or that. And then on the secret back end of Facebook, it's like, oh, we heard these terms, feed it. Yeah. And I know they deny it and they say it's not true. I don't see any 
reason why that would be popping up in your feed. I, I know you didn't search it. You told me you didn't search it. No. It, it didn't. I mean. I still couldn't yeah. remember what it was till I saw it pop up. I get it. I get the search, how that will make it work. I'm a walking brain fart. There's no yeah. way I would have even known how to search for it. When there's no evidence of searching it or yeah. or putting in, hey, I'm looking or, or, or like, look at these something, something that would give mm-hmm. it a reason to relate. So anyway, it's, that's probably our conspiracy theory there. I think it's real. It's probably somewhat real. Or maybe there's something that listens that feeds it to Facebook. And so Facebook's like, we're not listening, but something else is and giving it to them. That's an interesting theory. Huh. That's an interesting thought because there's a lot of apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, and there's a ton that if you have one, you have the other. There is. Yeah, you're right. There is, yeah. I think there, yeah, I think you may be onto something there. There is certainly something that's doing it, because yeah. there's no logical. It's not that good, without having some form of input to mm-hmm. it, and unless it, it, like physical input, it's not vocal. If it's picking up vocal, it's doing good. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. But they say that's not what it's doing. So anyway, maybe ghosts <laughs> are involved in this. All right, back to the ghost stories in just a second. First, I have a question for you. Going to sleep at night, very different than going to bed at night. There's usually a space between I'm going to bed and then I'm going to sleep. The big thing for a lot of folks is that that time window between I'm going to bed and then I'm actually falling asleep. A lot of that falling asleep has to do with our comfort level, how we're feeling. Are we too hot? Are we too cold? Are we just right? Just finding that just right place is is the key and it's not easy it, it it really isn't you can try all sorts of stuff but i'm telling you a lot of it has to do with your sheets and what you're sleeping on there's a lot of options out there but uh, for us in our house there's only one that we stick with and absolutely love attitude these guys make a sheet that is is second to none it is feathery soft yes it, it, it's that feeling. Here's how I describe it. You know, like sometimes you, once you finally did get comfortable at like 6.30 a.m., the alarm goes off. You're like, damn it, I'm finally comfortable. I really don't want to get out of bed. You get that feeling right away with these sheets. <laughs> so you can, you're just like in bed and you're, oh, I'm I'm feeling like where I don't want to get out of bed immediately. That's that's how I kind of look at it. Um, it's just super soft. And, and, and the, the breathability, I guess you could say of this, you don't get too hot. You don't get too cool. It, I don't what whatever they do. It's uh, organic, clean bamboo is what they're made out of. So they're extremely breathable, and what an amazing material to make sheets out of. I didn't know this even existed until I got edited. Um, regulates the temperature to improve your quality of sleep. They're antimicrobial, which is also a really nice thing. Yes, helps with your skin. Uh, everybody loves that. Um, it, it's just, it's great. It's a great product. I love it. Uh, Jen loves it. It's, it's one of those things. She's yes. Uh, she shakes her head. Yes. Um, it's, it's good. It, it is just good. So if you are wanting to try attitude, I highly suggest it because you have nothing to lose. You can get a 30 day risk-free trial. Uh-huh. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your sheets for a full refund. They'll even cover return on shippings. There's no catch. A lot of times you hear that story, you're like, well, what's the guy got to pay all that shipping to send it? No, you don't. They will ship it to you. They will ship it back if for some reason 
you are not as just ecstatic about these things as uh, as I am. Edit two sheets. They're soft as silk, breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton. You're going to love them. When you support our sponsors, you support our show. And right now, uh, our listeners, you'll get 20% off their sheet set and free shipping. Just text GHOST to 64000. The only way to get 20% off your set of attitude sheets and free shipping is to text GHOST 64000. That's G-H-O-S-T to 64000. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your Real Ghost Stories with us. Let's go to our first letter of the day. It says, hey, Tony and Jenny, wanted to say thank you to you guys for sharing stories in your podcast. I know I called in recently and figured it might be hard to hear what I was saying since I was driving in traffic and I felt that I was rambling quite a bit. Anyway, here is the story in case this sounds familiar. Okay, I don't know what it's about to say, but if it sounds familiar, everyone, that's why. When I was about four or five, I had many strange experiences that I couldn't distinguish the difference between my waking life and dreams. I had dreams vividly as a child, and I still do to this day. My mother, who was a beautician, worked from home, and usually whenever her clients would come over, I'd race to the door to answer. There were many instances that I remember a client coming over and me going to answer the door. When I would do this, time would slow down. I'd open the door and be standing there. It would be corpse-like figure or figures that looked like the skeleton remains of people that start coming out of the pool and poltergeist. That's the only way I can describe it. After opening the door, time slowed and I had moments to cross this strange barrier that went between our front parlor type of room into our living room. If I didn't make it in time, these corpses would get me and I would black out. This is the earliest and most vivid memory I have of the paranormal. I should add that my house was built on old farmland and is in Missouri, where potentially Native American settlements and Civil War historic areas. I always remember growing up in my house, always paranoid that someone was watching me. This has pretty much followed me throughout my life whenever I'm alone or in the dark in certain areas of my parents' house. The second instance was that I was over at my aunt's house spending the night, and at the time I had to have been seven to eight years old. My uncle worked nights at the hospital, so he wasn't coming home until early in the morning, and my cousin had just been born. It was just the three of us in the house, and the house itself was over 100 years old. My aunt had set me up to sleep on the couch. I'd always felt strange about the basement in her house and had a clear view of the basement steps in the kitchen from the couch in the living room. I forced myself to change the direction I was sleeping on the couch so I couldn't see the stairs because I was starting to creep myself out. I eventually fell asleep and woke up early in the morning to the television on and at full volume, too. An emotion detector alarm going off on the security system. My uncle hadn't come home early yet, and my aunt had been asleep. My cousin was an infant, and they didn't have any pets. There was no way that the alarm could have been going off on its own. Another time, my younger brother and I went over to my grandpa's house. We were helping him move into his tiny little house near to the, near the church that we both went to grade school. Church is over 100 years old, and it was so small you could hear things from anywhere in the house. Currently, I'm probably about 10 or 11 at the time, and it was my brother and I's job to help with the laundry while my parents worked on actual renovations in the house. The laundry area was in the basement and a far back corner. When my brother and I went down to the basement, we noticed these curtains that were hideous. We started making jokes about the curtains while we were loading laundry. When we finished the laundry, we turned around still commenting on the curtains 
and the curtains that used to be this ugly floral pattern changed to this pattern of angry chiefs with rolling or chefs with rolling pins. The curtains changed, and in a matter of seconds, we have no idea how. At this age, I notice that I'm becoming sensitive to the energies around me. I become incredibly interested in the paranormal and psychics. I'd be saying things to my friends at school about things that I knew were going to happen weeks in advance, and sure enough, these things would happen. I began to think I was possibly psychic. So I went to the store and bought myself a book about how to meditate and hone into my abilities when I turned about 13. I began to feel very uncomfortable. As I would meditate, I began to feel a dark presence. I started to see this dark shadow figure that followed me around my house. I'd see it in class. I'd even see it in church. I became incredibly fearful of the dark and developed a sense of extreme paranoia. This figure had to be about seven feet tall and was cloaked in all black. I couldn't even see its face and it moved very slowly. I started seeing the figure so much that I was starting to have mental breakdowns and go into hysterics. Keep in mind, I'm only 13 and that behavior for a 13-year-old is a little strange. I remember distinctly one night that I was out in the back patio with my mom and my younger brother and my aunt was coming over for a bonfire. The outhouse was built on old farmland and had a large open lot next door. I was sitting outside and noticed the figure in the lot coming towards my house. I started panicking and my mother didn't know what to do. She couldn't see the figure, but my brother could. I ran inside and the figure was in my house, standing at the top of my stairs. When I went to bed that night, I went to sleep with a rosary and a Bible and prayer cards in my bed, which I had done many times before to ward off whatever the shadow figure was. For months, I had been waking up at 3 a.m. seeing the figure or hearing noises that didn't make sense to be hearing at that time of night. On this night, the night of the bonfire, I woke up to the figure standing over my bed, choking me and preventing me from moving. I tried screaming, but couldn't, and I tried praying, but I'd forgotten all the words to my prayers. I was born and raised Catholic, so I knew my prayers like the back of my hand. I started praying to St. Michael, and before I knew it, I looked to my right and I had a vision of St. Michael getting rid of his figure. My room became illuminated. I know it sounds crazy, but my room looked as if it was dripping in gold and was peaceful. Felt like a weight was lifted off me. I felt like the moment lasted a lifetime, and there have been only a few instances that I've dealt with shadow figures since. I know this is a long story. Sorry about that. Thank you for reading and bearing with me. I'll be sharing more stories very soon. I think that when you're 13, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're in the, the cusp of going through all these changes. Mm -hmm. You're super vulnerable to things like that, especially if something's watching and knows that you're open to other types of experiences and things. I think that's even not more of an invite, but even more of a, um, I don't know. Odds? I, I guess a flag for them to, I see. to jump in. Like a beacon. Yeah. Beacon is the word you're looking for. Yeah. I don't know. If you Thank you know. for beacon. Beacon. Yes. Yes. Beacon and eggs. Right. Uh, and there's three people who got that. That was uh, a reference to the show Dog Bites Man on Comedy <laughs> Central. Uh, I remember that. From 2001 or two. Early 2000s. Great show. Mm -hmm. One season. Zach Galifianakis was in it. Mm -hmm. If you ever find it online, watch it. It's hilariously dry humor. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. What, what gets me about stories like that is... Um, when when they're having these almost like hallucination experiences where mm -hmm. the the 
the curtains changed looks. There's mm-hmm. looks like there's gold dripping. That's that's I mean that seems like a whole different level of this. Yeah, it, it, it's like they're sensitive, and then it's like, what is that? That that's a whole other. I don't know. You know, at first when he mentioned the curtains, that was in the basement of the house that the grandfather was moving into. Carbon monoxide. That's what I thought of because yeah. angry chefs with rolling pins is not something you would naturally no. think of. You know, with no. <laughs> with anything, honestly. Yeah. So that's what I thought of. But then with the uh, the gold dripping on, around the room, I think it's something else going on. It makes me wonder with stuff like that. I think in, in some cases, and maybe this case, uh, there's a mixture of the two going on mm-hmm. where there's a sensitive aspect to it and and they're able to pick up on these things when others are not. Um, but that doesn't necessarily preclude you from not being in a building with a carbon monoxide leak mm-hmm. where, you know, we have all these things kind of happening at once and then you think they're all connected. Yeah. Um, there may, may not be all connected. They just may be some are almost drug induced, not like you're taking drugs, but carbon monoxide mm-hmm. essentially would be kind of like a drug. Um, and then having these sensitive experiences uh, completely unrelated, mm-hmm. but at that very, you know, kind of key point in, in life of at that age, it all kind of, you think everything has a connection and is related. And I don't know some of these, I, I think there's a mix going on. Mm-hmm. So interesting stories. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. And I wouldn't put it past an old schoolhouse that's being renovated to have a carbon monoxide leak. Sure. I mean, that's something we all have to be aware of. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, being that that happened in multiple locations, that's kind of where I'm, yeah. I backed off of that one. That's true. It was, it was different places, wasn't it? Yeah. Carbon monoxide leaks in multiple. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose your odds continue to go down the more you intermingle that, but possible? Sure. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, let's go over to a, another letter. It says, my parents uh, bought a house. It was four bedrooms, two bathrooms. One is located near the kitchen, one in the living room. It was my first week in that house, and I enjoyed playing with my younger brother in my sister's room. Her room is the biggest of all and is located near the dining and kitchen area. One night, I ate, and I told my mom that if she could, uh, 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 I, I, I ate. It says I ate eldest sister. Uh, maybe they ate their sister. This is a really weird twist to the story. Um, I think it might be something. I told my mom she could sleep with her because she feels sick. Okay, they were eating. She said, oldest sister's feeling sick. Can you sleep with her? Uh, When my uh, brother uh, heard about that, he asked us, my younger brother, who's six years old at the time, if we want to sleep with him at uh, my uh, sister's room. We play video games. We're all excited at that time. That night, we played until 9.30 p.m. at around 10 One of my siblings told us that we must go to sleep already and we need to wake up early to attend mass the next day. At around midnight, I felt very cold. So I looked up for my blanket, but I can't find it. I decided to turn on the light to see where it was, but I still couldn't find it. When I looked up the clock, it was already 1.45 a.m. I still felt very sleepy. That's why I decided to sleep and share with my brother's blanket. When it's time for me to turn off the light, I saw a shadow pass in front of me. 
I thought it's just my imagination, but when I turned back to see who it is, I was so shocked by what I saw. It was a big man standing in front of us, around six foot five tall, a few inches away. He was wearing all black, including this big black hat that looked like a cowboy's hat. I was so scared at the time. I cried and screamed and jumped on the bed, trying to wake up my brothers and sisters. When they saw that man, they also screamed louder than me. We covered ourselves with a blanket. And we prayed while crying. The next morning, we told our parents about what happened. At first, they didn't believe us, but when they heard our stories, all of us, they also told our parents that they saw the man the night before in their room, one of the other siblings. She saw the man standing beside her bed. After that, my parents decided to call a pastor to bless our house, and after the house blessing, the big man didn't appear for two nights. We thought that maybe he'll never appear again. We're wrong. It was just the beginning of our cursed childhood. Well, I want to hear the rest of the cursed childhood. Well, tough shit. That's all you get. <laughs> So, um, yeah, English, I, I don't believe, is the first language on that. So there was kind of me trying to decipher a couple things through there. But I got the point. Yeah. And multiple siblings saw that yeah. that big man. And, you know, at least they were open enough to talk about it. So many families mm -hmm. don't realize till years later on that they've all been dealing with the same creepy shit. and Nobody wanted to say anything because they were afraid that they would be the, the crazy one in the bunch. Yeah. So. You know, the girls are really blessed to have you as their mom when it comes to creepy shit because all they have to do is slightly insinuate that there's something going on and you're like, holy shit, let's get an exorcist. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to hear it. I want them to come to you with those problems. I'm referring to, uh, did I? Did we talk about this on the air? Or did, I, did I talk about it with Carol? I don't know. I might have shared this with Carol. But um, there was, um, Harper was screwing with you kind of well she was kind of screwing with you kind of not when she saw the dark mist yeah yeah we talked about that together yeah. she knows how to screw with me so well because she's just a seven-year-old little girl version of you yeah and so she knows what buttons to push to freak mommy the fuck out <laughs> and she enjoys that so much i don't think she was intending on trying to screw with you no but when she learned that that freaked me out i think she found humor in that yeah she did find humor in it after she realized that yeah but i think she was originally just it was, there was a shadow just in the other because the room's dark it wasn't like a shadow man or anything it was just no. a dark room and it's like it looks kind of well kind of looks like a shadow man but like was this all you saw yeah that's all it is well, don't tell mom you're seeing shadow people. Well, and at the time, that room that was open and dark, we hadn't cleared out. So there was piles of boxes and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. that could be person height. Sure. So I get it. But we were still kind of new in this house, and I just didn't want to hear that. Before we realized the demons. <laughs> no. No. And identified them by name. No, we're good. Although, when I did find out how many people had lived in this house, I kind of wondered. I wondered what the deal was. Surprised it wasn't a deal breaker for you. I did the uh, thing where you searched to see if anybody died in the house. You did that for two houses. I did because we were interested in two different houses. Did you just pay like per house or is there yeah. like a subscription? I don't even no, know. No, it works. was per house. Okay. It was like $11 a house. It was worth it to me. <laughs> it's like the lifetime subscription, like 20 bucks. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it was it was worth it to me for a little peace of mind. No, nobody had died in the house. No. Anyway, I know that's ridiculous, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to sleep at night. So I remember specifically we were, I think, looking at Halloween decorations at Walmart 
and you were walking around with your phone mm-hmm. and like, like the people that we, we get annoyed by that aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And, but you were on the mission to find it out. What was, you know, I was, the, so you were running into displays and stuff. And all of a sudden you're like, look, nobody died in the house. And then everybody in the store, <laughs> I didn't announce it to the store, but I was walking around doing that. Cause I just figured out, I mean, we, we had really been interested in one house that had a high probability of something because so many people lived there, but I didn't realize how many people had lived in this house. Oh, there was a, the other house had a lot of people in it too. It had a lot of people that had lived there too. It just kind of turns out it's because we're in Walmart capital of the world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there's all kinds of people that move in and out because of jobs. Yeah. So that's all it probably is. And I don't mean we have a lot of Walmarts, which we do, but Walmart's corporate headquarters, like worldwide corporate headquarters are like three miles down the road. Yeah. So people move here from yeah. all over the place for jobs at yeah. headquarters and then every company basically in the country has an outpost here yeah and so it's you go around like oh look there's hershey there's campbell's there's this or that so mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of people that are working for all these companies so and then they get transferred and move and you know so that's why there's a lot of coming and going harp recognized uh haribo the the gummy bear yeah. company yeah she recognized that and she wanted us to stop there at the gummy bear store and i said honey that's not a gummy bear store that's an office where <laughs> the people that manage the gummy bear stores work she's like well they still might have gummy bears like in their desk and I'm like no honey we can't yeah. go in there and ask for gummy bears how i bet you throughout the year there's at least three kids that have walked into that place well somebody that works there lives in the neighborhood and at halloween they put out the gummy bear stand remember yeah. that yeah and had all the different gummy bears i mean that's the kind of shit they do yeah. around here with all the walmart people it's funny halloween is interesting with the trick-or-treating because you have that you have so many vendors vendors that um and it's like they're they're sales managers of the area are in our neighborhood and then it's like oh look they must be the the beef jerky people and you yeah. get like a big thing of beef jerky and it's kind of, it's cool. It's, it's really just interesting to see what... Uh, it's fun. Chester Cheetah came and read to Harp's class. Yeah. He was the mystery reader and brought them all sunglasses. It was somebody's dad that had the costume because sure. they work for Frito-Lay or whatever. Yeah. So Should I do the, the go to the... Because I saw the, the something in the mail where it was like... Uh, you know, they're looking for parents to come in and be tell, a mystery reader, and, and not be a mystery reader, but, but talk to the kids about what you do for a living uh, and, and talk about your job. I what, thought, well, this could be interesting. What are you going to tell them? Well, then we could do an interactive Ouija board session or mm, something. Yeah. No, I think that would be the quickest way to get Harp disinvited from every birthday party forever <laughs> because they don't understand unless they listen, they don't yeah. understand. Yeah. I don't know how to... They think we're the Adams family or some kind of weird <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah, and Branson, they thought we were Satanists. Yeah. <laughs> we actually legitimately went to a church for a short period of time there. And, and they kind of like didn't communicate with us after they found out what we did. They were Literally. It was, I know. It's like, we're inviting. We love everyone. This is great. And then we, we became members and talked with the elders. And then uh, after that, no communication. It's like, if we ignore them, they'll go away. They we won. Did. We did. We went away. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well. Uh, so. No, we were trying to make friends. <laughs> Who no. would have thought that people that talk about ghosts for a living couldn't make friends at a church? You can't make friends at a church. <laughs> can't make friends anywhere. <laughs> 855-853-4802 is our phone number. 
and Real Ghost Stories online. Let's go to a caller. Hi. Hi, I'm calling tonight. I just want to say how much I love you guys' podcast. I listen to it when I'm driving, which is a lot. But I've got a story I've been wanting to call in for a while now. I live in Georgia, in South Georgia. And about five or six years ago, I worked at a old hotel. Well, it was still used as a hotel, but it had been a hotel for years. Um, before that, it had been a uh, doctor had built the house, a house on the um the property there for his wife and children. It had been a boarding house at one time. Um, and about 20 years ago, our town reopened it, remodeled it, uh, made it into a bed and breakfast. So I was working um, at this bed and breakfast, and I had heard, you know, um, I had heard some stories of the place being halted, this, that, and the other. But, and I was a believer in the paranormal, and I kind of, you know, was on the fence, like, I kind of want to see something, but I kind of don't. Well... Um, we started remodeling a little bit of the, um, I think it was in the kitchen area. And as soon as we did, things started happening that hadn't happened, um, in years. I, I, I'm pretty sure that it had been years since there had been paranormal activity. And then we started remodeling the kitchen and it's all started. Well, a couple of things happened, um, but I always kind of, you could write them off, like, you know, I, it was out of the corner of my eye. Did that really happen? You know, I could always write it off. But there was this one night that there was no more writing it off because we got it on camera. So we never stayed there. We were only open for lunchtime. So by 3 or 4 o'clock every day, um, the kitchen staff and the uh, wage staff, would we would be gone. And the only people there would be the uh, people that cleaned, which was just a couple of people. And... So the way staff never stayed, but we had a, it was the holiday season and we were having a party and we were having to get ready for the next day. So it was about 10 o'clock at night um, and we were in there rolling silverware. We couldn't leave until all the silverware was rolled. And me and one of my coworkers were cutting up with each other and back there gossiping and whatnot. And all of a sudden we heard something at the front of the building, just a, a, a loud bang, we, you know. And we go, go, that's Miss Ollie. They called the ghost, the people that have been there for years. They called There was a boarding house. Um, there was a lady named Miss Ollie that, that lived there as a resident, and they just liked to stay with Miss Ollie. So, you know, we kind of nervous laughed it off, but we kept talking. When my friend went back up to his um, station at the front, the iPad, which was suction cup down, um, you know, because you have to flip them back and forth for your customers to sign, almost like at a coffee shop. So, you know, it's got a lot of suction there to it um, to keep that piece of expensive equipment from falling over being handled so much. Well, the iPad was on the ground. And he said, Hannah, like, what is going on here? This iPad was over here all the way, halfway, you know, thrown through the office. And it still didn't really hit me at what he was, you know, how far the iPad had flown at that point. But I kind of, you know, had a weird feeling. And again, I just laughed it off. And I think even out loud said, oh, this is Ollie. Well, when our manager walked back through, we told her. And she was not the nicest person in the world. And um, she was just pissed that our most expensive piece of equipment had been thrown on the ground, you know, as a joke or whatever. 
Well, she said, I'm about to watch the video. And I was like, let's watch that video because I'm really, you know, curious as to what it is. So at 10, the, the video recorded in 10 minute intervals. And at 10, 10, the iPad was on the ground. So she, we wound it back at 10 o'clock and there was two of us and we kind of just stood over her shoulder watching and about 10.08 I'll never forget it or 10.09 you could just see the suction cup just like somebody had just popped them and then that iPad absolutely flew I mean with all the force you could imagine behind it across the room and so every hair on my body stood up I've never been so freaked out scared you know just this feeling of just weirdness was all over me and we we didn't even turn out the lights that night we all left it just left the building and um, I had been moved out from my parents house for 10 years I had been living on my own for 10 years but that night I went straight to their house for the night I wouldn't even go home I was so unnerved um, I did continue working there I, I had a few more experiences um, that actually um, it hid something from us one time and got all the girls that worked together into an argument and um, to this day, I have no idea where the what we were all looking for is, and you know where do they where did it put it? Like we looked, you know, under everything, we looked in every possible place that that it was a sign um, that for the sign to see where it had gone, and it it never showed back up. Um, I do feel like it was not this Ollie. I feel like whatever it was was angry. Um, there was a lot of energy to have. To have thrown the iPad like it was thrown. I definitely think it was a poltergeist. Um, and anyway, so that's my story. Um, I love the show again. I'm saying that again. I hope I get to hear this later. I know it, it'll take a while, but um, hopefully I'm still listening. I'm sure I will be. All right. Take care. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Um, I, You know, once you start remodeling on an old place like that, who knows what you're going to piss off. And and with that much history, it's hard to know who's there. You know, everybody always wants to assign a name or an identity to whatever's haunting a place, but you don't know. It could be something. It could be somebody that just visited and that was their happy place. And there's really no record of them even being there. But when you start to change a place, things get messed up. Things don't like their stuff messed with. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, too, we jump to conclusions as far as what the intention is of the entity, assuming that it's it's evil or mean or mad because and I get why. I mean, if if I grabbed that tablet over there and chucked it at you, you would think I was probably <laughs> angry. Yeah. Um. But I, I as a living person, that's an object within my control that's in front of me right now that I. I could gauge what I was doing with pretty good, too. <laughs> I think sometimes when you're talking about ghosts and when they manipulate objects and we go, whoa, door really slammed or this object flew across the room. I, I think it probably takes a lot of focus and energy or something for them to be able to manipulate an object in our world. And I could see that being over or under calculated pretty easily. Yeah. You know, where it's like, Oh my gosh, those books went flying out there. Because I can imagine if you're a ghost, you're like sitting there waving your hand through the books and like nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn it. And then eventually you're like, I'm just going to focus. You're like, and you do it again and they go flying. 
<laughs> because then you like, well, what the hell? Before it did absolutely nothing or it just like kind of, you know, vibrated them. So there's a learning curve to being a ghost. I think there might be. Okay. As far as, you know, this thing goes flying across the room. I could t- totally see a ghost being like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> now they think I'm Satan, you know, and it's, you know, it's just like I did. I could totally see that happening. It's uh, the only like, like, I guess the reference I can make, and it's probably a pretty obscure reference. Only a small amount will get it would be if, if you've played any virtual reality yet of there's tons of virtual reality things now. And there's there's a lot of games where you're manipulating objects. You're picking things up and tossing them or doing whatever. with. And there's a learning curve there. There's a learning curve. Of, it's not the same as just, you know, like throwing it in you know, what you think you're going to have force. It, it doesn't quite match up always the same. And you got to kind of understand what that is. So I'm thinking it's probably kind of like that, where once you get it down, you're a little bit better at it. But. They should make a virtual reality game where you are a ghost, where you can walk through walls, you can yeah. mess with people, you can do all kinds of stuff. Haunt people. Yeah, but just, you know, in the virtual world and not, you know. It'd be great if you could do it with a real world. No, but I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be really fun to where people know when they go in this place, somebody's a ghost. Yeah. Because like Harp plays this game where somebody is a killer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they kill somebody, but... They have to, it's almost like a live version of Clue. Yeah. And, and she works with these people and stuff, but I think it'd be fun to, to like haunt a place and people be in there too, like a rec room kind of situation, mm-hmm. but somebody is the ghost. That'd be fun. I wonder if that exists on rec room. I don't know. people like invent games on there. I don't know. Um, it's a good idea though. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online and that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, get all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes and more. Go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>